everybody, it's your girl Savvy Speaks, and I'm back with another episode of Everything Under the Sun, and that's under without an E. I'm going to go ahead and do a weather check. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. My voice was a, was a little hoarse. But welcome back to my podcast. This is Everything Under the Sun, and that is under without an E. Yes. I am your host, Savvy Speaks, and... I don't even know. Like we're just we're just back with another episode, and so um, if you don't know what this is, everything under the sun is a podcast where we talk about literally anything and everything under the sun. But we like to take it from a spiritual perspective. And so before I even let y'all know what we soaking up some vitamin D on, I have not one but two guests here with me today. So I'm gonna let them go ahead and introduce themselves. Yo, what's up? Uh, this is Quay. Um, I'm also a student here at Berea College. I'm graduating this coming May uh, with a psychology degree. And I'm just happy to be on the show. I'm happy to, uh, to be here and to speak on whatever we got to talk about today. Hi, I'm Evan. I am a senior from Berea College, and I'm from Massachusetts, and I'm majoring in mathematics. Awesome sauce. So those are my guys. I, I've met them in college, and I think it's been an amazing time getting to know them. So I'll real quick give the weather check. Um, the high... Okay, we're in Berea College, as you know. The high is 56, the low is 44. It's 56 degrees, and it says that it's raining, but I don't know how realistic that is because I just saw outside and it's not raining. But it is hot over here under the sun. So if you're new here, hot stands for honest, open, and transparent. So we get real honest over here. So you know what I'm saying? Like offended, butthurt, all that. You know what I'm saying? You can put it to the side because over here, you can't cancel us unless we've canceled ourselves. Say it with me. You can't cancel me unless I've Cancel myself. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. So today we are actually going to talk about differences. Now, I feel like the title might be a little bit different, but it's just we're just talking about like differences in society and people and how to kind of get along with that. Because uh, if w- college taught me one thing is that everybody not like me at all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I co- you, you guys know me. I'm Ghanaian. I live in Georgia. I like to say I'm from Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? But I also, you know, I was born in, in, in uh, where was I born? I was born in Italy, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah, so many differences even within myself. And like when people see me, they don't really, they don't really think that I am all that I am. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. But I wanted to start off by saying, uh, you guys can't see Evan and Quay, but Evan is a white male and... Um, Quay is a black man. And you ever heard of a white man named Quay? Let me know. <laughs> so let me say Jaquavis. That, that's how you know he's oh, black. Wow. <laughs> you know yeah. somebody's black, but they got a hyphen in their name or apostrophe. <laughs> Jaquavis and even not black. But yeah, so you guys. You said Chris? So that's from a new name. Is that, is that, that's, is that that's more? That's still very black. Oh. Chris Brown, Chris Rock. What's a, what's, a, what's, a, what's a white name that, you know, <laughs> Bob? Yeah. Sure, that works. <laughs> Bob and Steve. Evan is speaking today. Steve, yeah, that's not bad. Okay, Bob and Steve, Jaquavis, Quantavius, Leviticus. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, just talk about a little bit about your backgrounds first of all. Well, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'm from South Carolina, so you know I came here to Kentucky what five years ago, and so it's nothing. It's not a little different. Both are country places. Um, I am a Christian. I am a believer and follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm also a musician as well, so I play piano, a little bit of drums. Um, and uh, obviously, I love music and I love people. So, cool if, you, if you want more, just 
just tell me to go deeper. You know that game? No. Oh, uh, we're not really strangers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good game. Thank you, Chris. Well, <laughs> for me, I was born and raised in Massachusetts, and I've always been known as an athletic person. I played ice hockey for a number of years, and baseball, a little bit of basketball, and my, in terms of religion, my grandparents were were very religious. They were part of the Missouri Synod, or however you say it, and they were both Lutheran. My family comes from the Lutheran branch of Christianity, and I have godparents that are both part of, of the Lutheran community, and my mother is more agnostic. Um, we're not as religious as my grandparents and my godparents were. Um, my grandparents and godparents both went to church every Sunday. My grandparents went to church as much as they can before they got sick and couldn't go anymore. And I just, when I was a kid, I didn't really know what religion was all about, so I just kind of went to church with everyone every Sunday and, and dressed up. But I just feel like whenever, when when I got older and more mature, I just kind of slowly became more atheist, and that's what I still am today. Cool beans. Now, you're already giving me something to work with because we emphasize, I think, spirituality and religion. So I'm going to start there. So, Quay, you mentioned that you're a Christian. You play, you say you play, did you say drums? A little bit, a little bit. I can hold down a beat. Hey, I can't do the fancy. He can do a little. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> That's about it right there. <laughs> okay, so you can um, play drums and you. I know you're really, really good at piano. And then, uh, Evan, you emphasize that you're an atheist. And so... I guess, okay, this is interesting. My question for you, Evan, is so you mentioned that your family and everybody that's around you pretty much was Christian, came from the Lutheran church. So how do you feel like um, you ended up or like, belie- how do you, is it believing? No, no. So how are you atheist? Let me say that. That's a good question. Um, I'm some that's loved math and science. It's always been my stronger subjects in school. And I would entertain myself with big world fact books. It would be like, a thousand pages long, they would just have random facts about the world. And then I just kind of slowly thought about when people talk about Christianity, they, they think about that God created this world. And I'm just having trouble thinking about how someone has created this world that I like. I don't know if they were even like physical human beings. So just when I think of human beings, I think of the humans that first walked a couple hundred thousand years ago and so i just don't really understand how when someone pictures god i don't know if it's in the the human form but like how was he able to create a world when you know humans first came on this planet like a couple hundred thousand years ago mm-hmm. valid, so i valid. just came to believe in science and the big bang and just sort of everything just happened then but that's just my personal belief Okay, so that makes me want to ask you, Quay, why are you a Christian? Why? Um, I was kind of brought up kind of kind of like a lot of people who say they're Christians, you know, you were raised in the church and stuff like that. But I really didn't have my first true encounter, you know, in a relationship with God until, gosh, what I'm, I'm 22 now. So when I was 20, so two years ago. So, you know, grew up in church, you know, you know Jesus, you go to church, you pray, you know, you do the old rich not ritual but you know you just do, you follow the tradition you know what i mean going to church but it wasn't until 2020 when i got serious and god actually met me personally 
And it was with that personal encounter uh, with God and, and God showed me that he loves me and that no matter where I go, no matter where I am or who I'm with, that he will still be my God and he will still love me and he will still care for me and I'll still be his child. And once I realized that, I'm like, God, I've been missing out. Like, you know, like I wanted to get to know more. I wanted to get to know God more. And so I was reading my Bible every day. I had bought me a Bible. It was actually this Bible right here. Bought me a Bible. I was reading it. You know, you couldn't tell me nothing, right. you know. And ever since then, I'm like, God, it's just me and you. It's just me and you. Mm. So. This is interesting. <laughs> Sitting at a table with a Christian and an atheist. And you both have a story. And um, I find it interesting because we're all pretty much like low-key part of the same friend group. Mm. Um, and so our friend group is primarily Christians. Like, I think like 95% of us are Christians and then maybe like 5% are like, you know, either atheist or they don't really like follow anything. So how does that feel for you to like always be around us? Because let me give you context. Um, so our friend group, there's like 20 something of us and we have a group chat and we're always um, like we have like events for people's birthdays. So we have like birthday parties. If it's Thanksgiving, we have a birth, uh, Thanksgiving dinner and we always pray at every single event. Um, so given that context that we're like very like active in our faith, how does that make you feel as an atheist being amongst so many Christians? I really had much, have not had any trouble talking about religion with members of the friend group because we talk, we not, I'm just not talking about religion with them. We talk about other things and I'm really just got to know everyone and enjoy their company by their character. And they're all really good people and they're people who really feel comfortable being around. And that's, how I can be around them without you know, going over our differences in beliefs. So what about like when religion does come up, though? I mean, I listen. I, I know I'm outnumbered. I, I think the only <laughs> five, <laughs> I'm way outnumbered. The only 5% is just me. It's just Evan. <laughs> uh, but I'm someone that I understand how important religion is to others. And so I, I try to listen and to understand where they're coming from. That's really what I can what I can give. Valid. Okay, quick. The way you look at it, you got you got something to say? Well, I mean, I just I, I you know, my mind is always racing and I'm thinking of like things even when Evan is talking, it's just it, it it's it's I mean this is an awesome time to be in right now. I mean if you really think about it, most people who aren't religious do not have like, you know, religious friends at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or if they do, like it's it's a strain in the relationship. And I'll be honest, I don't, you know, know you personally, Evan, but I've always seen you around. And every time I've seen you around, you with our friend group. You know, like I said, we share the same mutual friend group. And you guys don't skip a beat. No one skips a beat. It's not like, oh, here comes Evan, the atheist. Or you're not like, oh, my gosh, you're the Christian friends. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no one's throwing, like, verses down your throat. And you're not over here trying to, to like deny God and, you know, refute religion in our faces. And it's just awesome and beautiful, you know. I think it really shows, you know, what um, what Jesus was doing back then. And I'm not saying that we're Jesus and, you know, you're Gentiles or whatever, but to just simply have friends and love each other, you know, uh, regardless of how we believe in, in, in what we do, um, it's just amazing. So, you know, I was kind of curious as to myself. I was like, how in the world, you know, I'm surprised. Like, how in the world is Evan hanging around all these people? Like, I'm, <laughs> like you don't get tired of us, you know what I mean? Praying and you know stuff like that. And but now, like, you know, one of one of my good friends, you know, Ozzy, like she loves you, and you know, I can see you. I see you guys all the time, and it's just like wow, like it's just amazing, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I love about this friend group. 
um, yeah, that I'm atheist and I'm around other Christians, but we still get along very well. And it's that thing that's something amazing about our relationships. So when Quay was saying, like kind of describing our friend group, he mentioned that like we don't throw like a uh, scripture down your throat and make you feel uncomfortable. Have you ever felt uncomfortable though? Like, um, I guess in the you kind of said you're outnumbered. Have you ever felt like, dang, like they're, they're trying to force you to become Christian or something like that? No, I don't feel like I've ever been forced to become Christian, but I have had conversations where they they really tried to have a conversation with me and, and encourage me. I've never been forced to believe in this, but I've been encouraged to do so. I think that's that's okay. Yeah. Cool beans. Okay. So then let me ask you, Koi. Okay, let me let me let me actually kinda cause I, I realize I never like even told what I believe in. So like I'm a Christian and so uh firmly believe in Christ. I'm loud about it and um unashamed. And so like huh when me personally coming into Berea College or just like in life in general, when I thought of atheists, the number one thing that I thought was like they don't believe in a God. And I know agnostic is like you recognize a higher power, but you don't believe or you don't choose a certain belief system. So I understand that atheists don't believe in in God. And I don't know why, but there's this like stereotype in my mind of like goth and black and <laughs> yeah. piercings and tattoos. Right. And it's just like, I don't believe in God. Just like ruthless. And then I met Evan and I was like, oh, like, like, oh. Yeah. And I've met other people who are like still questioning. And it's just like, I don't know where these stereotypes came from, mm -hmm. but I see you're like nodding in agreement. What what was your like idea or thought about like atheists? Same thing. <laughs> you know, you'd be like atheists. Like I thought like, you, you know, you just, you live in this dark world. Like, you know, you just, you hate God and you wearing all black. Black and God. nails. I, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, like I love that. Like, I hate to say it, it's just, it was just very dark for me. And I don't know. I don't, I can't tell you where I got that picture from. Mm -hmm. I do remember. I don't know if you remember this, Sabby. <laughs> When you guys first told me about Evan, I don't know, were you there? Uh, we were on the phone or something, and I was, and you was like, "Yeah, Evan." I was like, "Yeah, who's Evan? He's atheist." I said, "Atheist." Oh, <laughs> you I remember this? this? You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I was just so thrown off because I would have never, I would have never imagined it. I was just, I was just so thrown off. But as soon as you know, you guys told me that Evan was atheist, I was like, "Dang!" Like. Like I said, I was I was more shocked and amazed at the fact that there were friend like there was a friend group you know among among us mm -hmm. you know with with you um, and you being atheist. Then I was just being like, oh my gosh, like atheists, I gotta stay away from them. They're you know they're my arch nemesis. Yeah, it, it, it's it's nothing like that at all. So mm -hmm. I'll have to say in my long short answer, um, kind of the same with you. Like you know, I just thought atheists, you know, just. They had like black eyes and you know, they walked around with a dark cloud. And <laughs> black eyes. I don't know why. I, I really feel like media kind of has a lot to do with it. Yeah. But it's like the idea of an atheist is like antichrist. Anything that's against Christ because we believe in that Jesus is Lord. And then atheists don't believe in a God. So it's just like anything a Christian is, an atheist is completely opposite. But that's, that's not exactly true. Mm -hmm. Now... So this is everything under the sun. So I won't even hold back. Now I will say this: I do believe that atheists. I, I think it takes work to, to be an atheist, and I'd love to have this conversation with you even right now, um, and you know we can just you know talk about it. But in in what I have grown and in, in, I guess in my spiritual growth, I've kind of learned that you know 
atheist, to me, it, it takes a lot of work to be atheist. It takes a lot of work to denounce and deny God and deny that God is creator of all the earth. And so for me, when I hear that someone is an atheist, I honestly be like, I'm honestly like, yeah, they say they're an atheist, but they really are just denying God. They know God is real, but they're just wanting to deny God. You know, I think there's either some kind of trauma or they've just never been too exposed to, you know, Christianity or religion or any kind of religion. And I feel like it, it's they feel better denying God than to allow themselves to understand or just try to understand and know that there's something higher than them that maybe they can't control, right? Even when you were giving your description earlier about, you know, human beings, it's it's kind of like humans, when people who are trying to deny God, even people who are not even atheists, but just other, like, non-Christians who want to deny God and want to feel like, oh, humans are God and stuff like that, it's almost like they, if they feel better when, um, they feel better if, with the idea that humans are in control of everything, right? And so when the when the idea you know pops up that maybe humans aren't in control of everything, to me that is a very like fear response kind of driven thing to say that oh yeah I'm just atheist. But what you? What, you, what is your take on that, Evan? Because okay. Um, a part of what Quay said is like it takes work to be an atheist because sometimes they may not have been exposed. But you mentioned that uh, your grandparents, your godparents, and your like we, we're Lutheran, and so you have been exposed and you've been to church and stuff like that. So, what is your take on that? Because um, you mentioned why you know you why you chose to be atheist, but like what is your response to pretty much what Quay said? Um, so the time when I was exposed to being Lutheran was that when I was a I was a kid, and I feel like at that age for me I wasn't old enough and mature enough to process what a religion mm -hmm. was and what a god was and by the time i was more mature i uh, decided to go the atheist route why it just made more sense to me yeah i mean was there was there like a like an event that happened or like i'm guessing were you just confused at like you know scripture or kind of that style of life that spirituality stuff or even in your own family, was there something that was just like, this is not making sense, I'm going to just be atheist. Right? It's just, it's easier for me to not to believe in God than to try to, <laughs> you know, follow my family's footsteps and, you know, follow that, you know, that Lutheran-style path of Christianity. I think it was just, it was not from an event, it was just growing mature and um, every day just because it kind of snuck up on me. me I didn't, like, understand the, the walking on water and the resurrection and like I don't see any of that stuff happening today and I don't yeah that's that's really funny it. story I tried to walk on water the other day oh my gosh quick <laughs> I was in I was in swim class and I was like you know what I'm gonna try to walk on water like Jesus I, I couldn't do it either uh, I almost drowned <laughs> bro because you're not Jesus what the heck <laughs> so I saw this post with uh, Kalante Gavin. He tried running on water, and like you could, he he grabbed the picture right before he went under. But it looked like he was actually on water. Yeah. That was really cool. Nah, I get that too. And I've struggled with the same thing, even being a believer and growing up, you know, as a Christian. It's like, what does it really mean to like be a Christian? And like, why? Like, what was the purpose of someone dying on a cross? What does it have to do with like me being like in one with God? Like that never connected. It was like if God wanted to, to just connect us, why didn't he just 
forgive us and just you know we'll be in heaven right now like mm-hmm. why did it why did a person have to be born you know on this earth and live a sinless life and then die on it like why do they have to die and like how did how did they die for my sins if i wasn't born you know what i mean it's like yeah i think when you look at a lot of things in christianity logically it's just not going to make sense and i think like some of the frustrations or the things that people who are not in christ have this like christians have those things right. too because there are moments where i'm in church and i'm like i don't know but the thing is like one thing i'm not going to do is argue with the word of god i may ask questions but like i do sometimes i'm just like i don't know about that pastor and like sometimes i am a logical thinker in the sense of like okay technically how did jesus walk on water like how did right. like were the molecules like heavy in that air like sometimes i try to think about it that way but then you know i kind of give myself a headache because some things mm-hmm. are spiritual and um sometimes it does require like a existential type of knowledge to or even wisdom to understand that so i, I definitely want to validate the fact that if you don't like see the logic in some things it's okay some of us also don't um i mm-hmm. think it just takes like an extra belief like and it, the bible says this too not to just like just be keep in scripture but it's it just says that um blessed are those who see and who don't see and believe because whenever jesus came back and he was speaking to thomas thomas didn't believe that jesus was jesus until because he heard about it but he didn't believe it until he saw jesus and and jesus was like it's good you've seen me and you believe now but blessed are those who don't see and believe and so I, i feel like a lot of christians fall into that category of like they don't see jesus but they believe because the belief system was um embedded at an early age or then or they have their own personal experience with christ and so that's that's pretty much what i could say for myself that personally i've had experiences with christ and i'm like this is why i'm a christian that doesn't mean i can't have questions and i want to like speak to all the christians out there who are just like oh no because i don't really believe it is in the bible i want to encourage you to challenge your faith and like don't just let your questions remain questions because questions unanswered just become doubts and yep. you you don't want to have doubt in any type of faith in any religion that you're in so there's that yeah. and i'll say and i'll say this too like god gave us you know i mean even in the bible it says that god made us in you know in, in his likeness and you know in his own image and so we are going to be curious there are going to be questions that you know we're not going to um I mean, we're just gonna have questions that you know we want more understanding of, and, and it's okay. Like I'm still thinking, like, how in the world was there a boat big enough to store every animal, <laughs> you know, and yeah. you know, in in forty in, in forty days, you know, like, and how did how did Moses really, you know, part the sea? Like I wanted to see that kind of stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so just some of some of those things, or you know, I even think about you know, like Adam and Eve, and like I would love to see, you know, the Garden of Eden, you know, where did that tree actually go? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. So, I mean, it, it, it's a journey, you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm kind of like you, you know, for the Christians out there who are kind of on the fence or kind of, or even unbelievers who are kind of like, well, you know, I don't want to, I just, I just don't know. It's too confusing. I will say this through prayer and through faith, you know, just reading the word, the Bible is what I'm talking about here and looking at it in a very logical sense, um, is, is awesome, right? But we must also step out on faith. And I think um, also, too, when reading the Bible and wanting to understand, you know, um, God knows our hearts. You know, he knows your heart, Tevin. He knows my heart. He knows Sabrina's heart. And he knows when we're doubtful. He knows when we don't believe, right? And I think it's 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 when we step out of our own comfort zone and our own selves. And you know, like, God, you know what? I don't know how to pray. I don't know if I really believe in you. But if you are real... Will you show me? And what's so crazy is that 
God may not show you when you want him to show you, but he will show you in a way that you will know that's him. And when he does, it's it's, it's unbelievable. I do I do believe um, because it, it does say in the Bible that those who seek, you know, Jesus and those who seek and want to know God, God will reveal himself to you. Um, and let me get off my soapbox. Bro, <laughs> Are you familiar with any of the stories that he mentioned of like Adam and Eve and like some like some of those Bible stories? I've heard a few. Cool beans. So I want to kind of shift just because knowing Evan, Evan loves the news. Evan loves everything politics. <laughs> uh, if if you're asking what Evan likes to do for fun, if it's not watching sports, it's watching the news. Uh, which <laughs> which news channels are your favorite? I like the network ones. I like CBS and ABC. What about CNN? No, I don't watch CNN. What about Fox? I do not like Fox. <laughs> oh, you don't like Fox? Why not? Because it, it's gotten so extreme. It, it's gotten a lot of, like, you know, kiss it up to authoritarianism and mm. comes with a lot of lies and brainwashing. But, like, aren't all news stations like this? Because I'm not going to lie to you at this point. It's like, why watch the news? Like, it's valid to know what's going on, but I feel like they all have like some type of hidden agenda. So like the same story, Fox could talk about it, but frame the like frame the story in a way that it's more like I don't know democratic sounding. And then you could turn to CNN and they're talking more Republican. It's the same story, but the way they tell the story, it's to get you to sh- like think a certain way. You know. I guess some some of them are. Well, which ones are? Which like, trying to get you to think a certain way? Yeah, CNN, Fox, Infowars, Wonket, <laughs> Palmer Report, Democracy Now. Wait, oh, hold on. Okay, so you just said Democracy Now. So would you just would you say that Democracy Now doesn't have a bias towards democracy? It's biased. Oh, so the ones that you mentioned are biased. Yes, those are those are the biased ones. Which ones aren't biased? I think some of them. A lot of them are have a very slight bias, but more of them try hard and try to convince you to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. And those are the things I mentioned. The ones I don't think try to convince you a certain way. That do a good job of original reporting is like Associated Press, uh, Routers. Yes. And um, I'll agree to that one. What, Routers? And The Hill. CBS and uh, MSNBC, fake news. <laughs> mm. yes. You CNN, try to start something. <laughs> CNN definitely fake news. Can't no. Mm-mm. They are and a little bit of Fox, just a little bit. You know, a little bit of fake news sometimes. I'm not really too big on like like Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson. They're a little too extreme for me. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't see CNN as fake news i see it as very biased when i'm talking about fake news i'm when i think of it it's like just lies like Infowars. Mm. i haven't really looked too much into info info wars uh, but i mean I, i'll say this right and so the reason i call it fake news is that if you report on something even if it's real right like something like say something happened right let's say just for kicks and giggles joe biden falls down the stairs right you know what i mean um, CNN would be like, our very dear president, Joe Biden, was tripped by a Republican rock on the staircase and he <laughs> fell down the stairs and now he is, you know, whatever. It's like, that's fake. Like, okay, we can all see 
the video, right? This is fake, right? A video of the president falling down the stairs, right? Mm -hmm. But, oh, my gosh, where did the rock come from? You know what I mean? They got this reporting, you know, and it's just they add all this extra stuff which makes which makes it fake. And at that point, to me, you're, you're fake news. You're not reporting on anything real, right? Yeah, it may have happened, but kind of like what you were saying, it's it's biased you put too much stuff in it right just i, I kind of like what you were saying mm -hmm. you know just give me the facts give me what happened tell me the story and i can interpret and make my own assumptions you know what i mean so if cnn is giving you the fake stuff what's what's telling you president joe biden fell down the stairs like legit i would say i'm kind of with evan the associated press the ap does a really good job as, as far as i know of um of Telling the news, you know, just how's it, how it is. I'm not too familiar with ABC and if they're kind of biased. To me, they, they do a better job at kind of reporting stories and kind of maybe sometimes leaning both ways. I don't really see them too much having just one side of the spectrum or, you know, very uh, polar on, on either sides. You know, they're, they're kind of to me in the middle, you know. And so I think that I would say that. That's valid. Um, <clears throat> I also follow NBC, but I don't watch an MSNBC. I think that's too left-leaning for me. And, and I, I've noticed that CBS, NBC, and ABC are all slightly left-leaning, but they do a fairly good job of just reporting facts. And, uh, yeah, I was going to add something else, but I forgot it. Mm. I'm just sitting back here because, like like I said, I don't really watch news. <coughs> well, like, I'll, I'll, I'll hear about things that go on, but... I don't sit and indulge in CNN like like you or not CNN uh, well news like you like you guys do so I mean that's cool but speaking on differences I, I, we could see that you guys kind of tune into like uh, some of the same but mainly different um, news sources newscaster I don't even know what you call it yeah. <laughs> different news places and so I think one of the things that divides us as a nation especially as this generation is political beliefs um, yes. because people are just like well number one I could say this for a fact if you are a Trump supporter canceled like Most immediately definitely. canceled and like it took like the love of God for me to like step out and really see like that's that's not actually like if from a Christian point of view we shouldn't be doing that um, canceling somebody because of their Christian beliefs but just as humans how could you write off somebody just because you don't believe um, something that they believe in but then again you know kind of like what we did with the atheists we're just like oh you're an atheist you're da 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 but right. you know stay away so from them <laughs> we naturally we naturally do these things but I whenever I was able to step back and like see that people different from me weren't like I don't know like demonic or were, like the worst people ever then it made me realize like oh then we're really actually doing a disservice when we cancel people because they tweeted something that we don't like or they said that they like pineapples on, on pizza and we're just like oh you canceled Okay. <laughs> Never. If you like pineapples on pizza, you're a devil worshiper. So I rebuke that <laughs> statement in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you but, like pineapples on pizza, yeah, bro? I mean, like whether gross. I do or I don't, it's like it's still oh. valid. What? Never. Oh my gosh, I can't stand Evan. I promise you, I was starving. You know, it's it's okay. It's all right. I've never had pineapple on pizza, so unfortunately, I can't be a tiebreaker. Don't do it. So, hold up, hold up. Even if you liked pineapples on pizza, well, that doesn't answer this question. I was going to say, would you cancel? Right now, <laughs> would you cancel somebody who likes pineapples on pizza? No. Why? He's never tried it. So why? Yeah, of course because we don't cancel people on this podcast. That's what we are saying. Because we don't cancel people. That's why. 
but back to political beliefs pretty much i just realized cancel culture is so big and canceling people who have different beliefs politically if it's religious if it's whatever and so i kind of wanted to even break it down with us and like I mean, don't uh, yeah, I'm not American, so I'm not going to put it, my own beliefs in this one. But no, you oh, can. It's your podcast. <laughs> it's your podcast. I wanted to hear from y'all because y'all know about all this stuff and stuff and stuff. And so, talk to me about your political beliefs, why, and how you feel about the other side. Yeah, but I don't want to hear from you. Me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I identify as a moderate. I um. Hmm. How should I go about this? Um, I'm unenrolled. I I think the Democratic Party is getting too liberal right now. I think the the Republican Party has has gone m- much more extreme than it used to be. Um, I am much more favorable of the Democratic Party, and I've taken a few political tests online that actually put me as a slight Republican leaning. No, yeah, you don't say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> um. The issue I have with the Republican Party is the the rise in the MAGA culture with Donald Trump, and you don't hear about any of these moderate Republicans anymore, and just this embrace of authoritarianism and and um, and like fake news and brainwashing. So I'm really because of that I don't want to. I don't want to register with the Republican Party at all, but I just feel like the, still the Democratic Party is too liberal for me to join their party, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm a moderate. Yeah. Man, okay. <coughs> I guess it's my turn, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll say this. I am a black conservative, so uh, I did vote for Trump this past election. Uh, in this coming election, I will vote for Trump again, Trump 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go you ahead, know, I'm just listening. I won't wear the hat. Uh, I thought about getting the tag, though, for my for my car, and, you know, the MAGA tag, you MAGA. know what I mean? Yes. Um, I, you know, it's so crazy because, like, 100% of my family is Democrat, right? And so when I come on the scene and I talk about political views, oh, my gosh, we love to argue. And I'll mm. go with them. I'll go with them all day long. But, um, I mean, I grew up conservative, right? You know, what's so crazy is that you know, my family says they're 100% Democrat, but if you really ask them on most of their views as, like, social views, most of them have very much so conservative-leaning leaning views and, and stances, right? And so, really, in their lifestyle, they would actually prefer to probably lean more towards a Republican, conservative, you know, kind of agenda. But what they say out their mouth, I think it... I think it will. Put, I think media, like we were saying before, has a big deal um, on people's perception of the other party, and I believe that most of my and I just speak of my family, right? Most of my family, um, even though they say they are Democrat and they vote Democrat, most of their lifestyle and kind of how they view, you know, society is kind of more on the conservative side. So it's yeah, but me, I'm open with it. I am out. I, I will tell you all that I voted for Trump. I will vote for Trump. I will. I am more conservative than anything. Um, I have very passionate and deep views as to why I believe the way I believe. We can get into it, you know. Um, I just, you know, love to talk. So we can. I love to hear, you know, your your kind of stances on things. And and well, let me ask you this, Evan. Why don't you like Trump? 
I don't like him. <clears throat> um, a lot of reasons I don't like him. One, I think he's very unprofessional when when he's like conducting debates. You know, I, I kind of sound like a someone really liberal right now, but I he does he does do this name calling. He's he really goes after people. I hear from the left that he he bullies a lot. I I believe that he bullies a lot. Um, mm. Just like all the the crimes that he's committed, the um, at encouraging espionage on our country before the 2016 election. What is espionage? He asked the Russian government to hack into our mm. some some kind of systems that we have and for a dirt on on Hillary Clinton. Um, the withholding aid for Ukraine for. Um, for the Russians or, or someone else to look into the case with with Hunter Biden and the just the authoritarian of of his um, of of himself the um the just the big lie that he won the election um it's, it was stolen I don't think it was stolen <laughs> Fox News called the race for Joe Biden but that that's like one of the reasons why I really really do not like him hmm do you like Joe Biden, Quay? Not at all. Oh my gosh, no. Mm. I love Joe Biden. Now, <laughs> when I was in D.C., I would have shook his hand. Most definitely, I would have took a picture. You know, because who meets the president, right? Regardless of Democrat or Republican. But as far as like his views on things and him being kind, like I will never, hands down, never vote for Joe Biden. And um, I just, I just, do, I don't believe in what he stands for. I think he has very anti-Christ uh, agendas that he's trying to. Uh, you know, bring upon here in American. I just, I can't stand for it, right? The man said even before his, you know, presidency that, you know, he was similar on an interview or podcast that, you know, you're not black if you don't vote for me. What? <laughs> I'm black with or without you. I'm black whether mm. you're dead or alive. I'm black whether you're president or you're not. Right? Just because I don't vote for you doesn't mean that I'm not black. And to say that, you know, I'm not black because I don't vote for you, that's that's pretty racist to me. And so even before then, this man was in office for over, I mean, not even office, this man was in D.C. for over 40 years, you know, in his time in Congress. And on all that time, he did not make as much change as he did. And so do we, we honestly think that if he couldn't get what he wanted to get done in 40 years at, you know, f having him as president for four years, you know, he would do a better job than what he did, you know, the 40 years prior? Like, no. Hmm. Um, so we we both talked about why we don't like our, each other's favorite candidate, but I wanted to ask, what do you like about the former President Trump, and why do you see him voting for him again in 2024? I think for me, okay, so when he first became president, you know, just to give a little snippet, I was 16, I don't know how old you guys were when he was first elected president, I was 16, and um, and so when Trump first became president, you know, everyone was like, oh, I'm hating him, you know, Students, you know, in school, you know, didn't really care for him like that. So I was kind of on that same bag, like, oh, my gosh, how in the world did we get someone like Trump in office, right? But it really wasn't until I came to college and I actually started in 2018 and I started to see the things he were, he was doing, right? And um, just looking at his policies, you know, he was, you know, it's that whole thing of, you know, making America great again. And I sometimes even have, I know I was just, you know, playing about the whole MAGA thing, me wearing it. But, you know, when, when Trump was in office... He really did put America first. And what I mean by that is he wanted to make sure Americans 
were succeeding, were having stable jobs, were getting wealth, and were taken care of before any other country. And I like that. You know, I yes, I'm black, and I'm not, you know, blind to the struggles and the things of being black in America and being a black American. And so, you know, let me put that out there at first. But when it comes to the movement of this country and when it comes to, you know, me being here, this is my home, right? I was born here and I'm going to die here. So while I'm here, I might as well invest, you know, into this country and take advantage of, you know, living in this country. And that means also, too, being aware of politicians and people who are making decisions, you know, that affect my life in this country. And I think what Trump was doing, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, even though he was getting bashed every which way by every news media outlet on social media and everything, he was putting America first. He brought so many jobs back to America when it came to jobs going overseas because it was cheaper to create products and stuff like that overseas. He was bringing jobs back. You know, right before COVID hit, the black unemployment rate in, in black America was at an all-time low. People were working. And I think Trump was trying to convey that message to everyone that in order to really, in order to help people, right, it's not about continuing to have, you know, government programs and, 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 and being on welfare and also just leaning on, I'm not saying welfare is bad, but what I'm saying is leaning, always leaning on the government to take care of you that will not fix your problems, right? He was saying that, you know, if we create jobs, if we create ways where people can make money, can work, right? Um, where, they're, where they can sustain themselves, they will be better off in the long run, right? Um, so, yeah. And there's a lot more, too. He's also very big on, you know, certain freedoms and rights, right? And so I am a big First Amendment and second amendment uh, believer, I, I believe that we should continue to hold those rights. And Trump was about it. Trump was not about, you know, um, taking away the second amendment and taking away our gun rights. He was he was an advocate for our gun rights and also too with freedom of speech. He was, a, you know, he was the biggest advocate, you know, just of his expression on Twitter, right? Of freedom of speech, right? And I, and I stand by that, right? I, I love my rights, <laughs> you know. You know, you go to other countries and they don't have those same rights. And so I believe we're very privileged and uh, we are blessed to have the kind of rights we have. And I think he stood for continue to keep our rights. That was a very long answer. That was a good answer. A lot better than me, but a lot better than what I could say. I mean, hey, so why do you like Biden? <clears throat> why? Because I think he he has a great character and I think he's respectful um, I think that's kind of mostly the reason why I, I like him. It's because it's just a much bigger difference from all of the the chaos and the, the corruption I saw in the Trump administration. And mm. there's like a few things with Joe Biden that I don't agree with. I, I can't think of them on the top of my head. But I think he's he's being a president. He's too much of a progressive president for me. Mm. Wait, what? Sorry. Okay. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I just. Okay. So he said <laughs> Biden is too much. Stop. Why are you laughing? I'm asking a question. Okay. You said Biden is sometimes too much of a progressive president. Yeah. Okay. But you still like support like his character and his morals and how he like runs the country. Yeah. Okay. Period. Interesting. Yeah. This what is about cool. you, Sabi? Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Let's hold not hold do that. Yeah. We, yeah, we want to hear it. No. You, this you, is you, this is everything under the sun. This uh, is. It's getting hot in here, isn't it? Sabrina. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I feel the sun shining on all of us. It's hot, open, and what was the other one? 
uh, hot targeted. open and what target no, what <laughs> honest open and transparent so if y'all really want me to be honest open and transparent go back to my second episode where i talked about my citizenship status so number one i'm not american and so for that reason i can't even vote so a lot of times i try to disclude myself from this because number one the thing is i can't vote so what i say i, I won't say it doesn't matter but it doesn't hold mm. like in elections and stuff like that but i do have opinions and so if you why would we all stop <laughs> so we want to know the people want to know the people want to know okay let the people know pretty much when it comes to politics and stuff like that i'm like i feel like there's the elephant there's the donkey and then i step outside and i see them and i'm like what is going on here you know what i'm saying like whenever i think of like i kind of what i said news i i choose not to really indulge in news because i feel like no matter what there's a narrative behind it and there's an agenda behind it whenever the 2016 election came i was so like the thing is whenever like trump i felt the safest under obama administration let me just say that as a black person in america I, as an African girl right. in America, <laughs> I felt safe under Obama. I, 2008 to 2016 were the safest years of my life. Right. From seven years old to 15 years old, I didn't have to watch the news. Like, I just felt okay. I, I guess because he was the first black president ever. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? We got a black president. Right. Um, 2016 came, and I remember that election. I remember the day that uh, Trump won, and I was like, the world is over! <laughs> and like pretty much everybody said the same thing. I felt unsafe. And I felt like people were watching the news more than ever. Yes. Because they were like, if this man is in office, we are going to watch and monitor this guy right. like a hawk. And so I was, I, I joined the bandwagon. And you know, a lot of African dads, they just sit and watch CNN all day anyway. Do they? So Yes, they do. <laughs> With a nice Hennekin or Guinness next to them. So, um, sorry, I forgot you guys say Heineken. You know, Africans, we say Hennekin. But when I was watching like the elections and stuff, I also had a hate for Trump because all these scandals were coming out, and I'm like, yeah. you taking girls by the by the cooch, <laughs> you doing all these things, and like the oh, things that he would say uh, about s whole countries, and I'm like, how can a president like? At first, I was like, he's a businessman. Why are they making him a president? I just felt like that yeah. wasn't his trade, and then I realized all of the hate he was getting for so much of the stuff. But then that's whenever, like, for me personally, it was a spiritual experience that called me out of that mindset because it was just like everybody hates Trump. Okay, what's going on here? Right. Like, for me personally, I'm never one to follow the bandwagon. And if I am, I step out and say, why do I think the way that I think? And if, like, what they show is, like, 90% of the, the country hates Trump, there's something going on there. So I stood outside of the bandwagon, and I was like, okay, what is going on and what's the narrative? The news, no matter what you watch, unless it's, like, favoring Republicans— it's dogging Trump. It's calling him out for every wrong thing that he does. It's pulling things out from 20,000 years ago and using it against him. And so naturally, if you watch the news, you're not going to like Trump. That's just what it is. And I feel like this, there's so much psychology that plays into it that they'll say certain things, put things in a certain way. And it's designed for you not to like a certain person. People love Oprah because she gives a lot, a lot of free stuff away. People love Steve Harvey because he's a black man making it America. But if there was a pullout every bit of dirt that they've done mm -hmm. like they, they they would know how to do it so that you could hate them and so i because i realized the bandwagon of everybody hating trump i feel like god himself had to pull me out of that and say like why don't you like trump and i'm like yeah because he didn't do this and this is but the thing is they won't show you everything biden didn't do like mm. biden did and so there were moments where i'd see stuff on instagram where it's just like biden would like he would dog black people and yeah. he, he would he would say stuff to people in the military but i'm like Y'all are not showing this. You're, you're showing everything bad about Trump. 
but you're not showing everything bad about Hillary. You're not showing everything bad about Biden. And so I don't think that it's a clear playing field when it comes to politics and when it comes to news. And I feel like there's so much psychology being played where they are targeting certain people for you to hate them and for you to love certain people. And so it's interesting because whenever uh, the voting season comes around, like every single commercial is political. You can watch a Papa John's commercial and the next thing that comes up is John Ossoff. You, this is why you shouldn't vote for John Ossoff because he did it. And then the screen will go like in a gray filter with the X on his face uh, funded by the. Yeah. And then the next commercial after that is um, favoring. What is her name? The black lady in Georgia. Uh, Stacey oh, Abrams. Stacey yes. Abrams. She helps children. She does it. And like, because I'm so aware of the strategies that they're using, I'm like, okay, so one party is funding why you should vote for somebody. Another party is funding why you shouldn't vote for somebody. And it's a lot of psychology. The more you see hatred for someone, you're bound to hate them. Mm -hmm. The more you see likeness for someone, you're bound to like them. Right. So when it comes to all of that, I kind of like step out to the side and... Um, kind of like what both of y'all were saying. For me personally, when it comes to politics, bro, I feel like most people just look at the person and like their morals and stuff like that. But my thing is look at the policies because that's what yes. politics is all about. It's about the policy. And so if you are really trying to see a change in America, look at the policy the person is trying to implement. So if you have a pig that is like out there and they're pigging around, but then they're trying to, you know, do great things for America and it's written in the policy and it's going to change your life as an American... Maybe maybe you should consider voting for the pig. But then if you have someone who is smiling with a bright face and is waving and saying, I'm going to do this for you, but you read the policies and it's literally against everything that you believe, then then that's, I think, that's where that's where discernment comes in and that's where reading the policies comes in. So like, like I said, during the political season, I was asking people like, I mean, I think it's pretty clear what they, what they want you to vote for. They'll tell you, vote for Biden. No, 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 they'll, they'll tell you to go and vote but don't vote for Trump. So at the end of the day, right. you want them to vote for Biden. And so I think when when the message of voting out, like voting is out there, it's very skewed. It's pretty much vote, but don't vote for Trump. So vote for Biden. But the thing is, I took it upon myself to actually go and read the policies. And I was reading them and I was like, uh, so are you, is anybody else like looking at this? No, because they like, they like Biden's character. But then also whenever they look at Trump, Anything that comes out of Trump is the next best thing. Because they saw Trump as such a horrible person, and this yes. is psychology too, because Trump was such a negative 10, if you see a negative 9, it's way better. And so that's just how I believe. Like like I told you, like to this day, if, if I were to vote, I, I don't even know who I would vote for. Rather, I would go to the policies and see what I agree with. And so when I went through both of the policies, I saw things that I highly disagreed with on both sides, but there was some of them that I was just like... Y'all not reading this. If y'all read this, y'all wouldn't vote for this person. Yeah. And so when it comes to that, I don't advocate for I don't advocate for Biden. Not I'm not gonna lie. I don't advocate for him. And oftentimes I see Trump and I'm just like, I wish everybody was on the same playing field. Because if they pulled out Biden's secrets, now yes. y'all can be on the same playing field. Give give them enough to hate Trump and hate Biden. Give them enough to love Trump and love Biden. Yeah. And then it comes with this whole idea of like, if you're a Trump supporter, I think mo the most thing that people think of is a country. Uh, what do you call it? Person with a with a pickup truck with a Confederate flag. Yeah, uh, Trump America for America, make America great again. And mm -hmm. if you're black, then they call you a coon. He'll build <laughs> Bob down the road down there in Southern Kentucky, voting for him. I get yeah. Yeah. So uh, that I don't know. It, it gives a lot about how I feel. I, I get really strongly when it comes to these things because um, I knew even when it comes to like faith, a lot of Christians try to stay out of politics because they feel like they're not mixed. But 
whatever a president or whatever a leader declares in the land, it's seen as right, even if it's actually wrong. And so I am an advocate for people of faith actually going out and reading the policy, whether you're a person of faith or of not faith, read the policies. And if you agree, vote for that person, but don't vote for somebody just because necessarily of their character. I'm a, I'm a huge believer that God will use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So even if it's a foolish person and you feel like they're unqualified, I still feel like God would use them to make whatever needs to happen, happen. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I know I said a lot. At the end of the day, what I stand for is the word of God. And period, if someone's policies align more with the word of God than someone else's, whether it's Biden or it's Trump, that's who I go for. So I don't, I'm not going to, I know a lot of what I said seems more <laughs> shifted or more, uh, uh, more skewed towards Trump. But to this day, if Biden was to change his policy and it aligned with the word of God, then Biden is it. If it's Trump, then that's what it is. I just go with the word of God and whoever stands with that most. So, mm. yeah. Let me give myself. Mm. Mm. Shout out, shout out, shout out. I know I felt, you know, a little, I was a little shy because your politics is a little scary thing. But if you're out there, I just encourage you to read the policies. Yeah, and go vote. And not just yeah. <laughs> the presidential vote, right? Yeah. Vote you know, for everything. Yes. Senator, governor, local representatives, Right. You'll be you'll be amazed the power and the policies that, you know, affect you directly, you know, in your local and state government. Right. And so many people, especially black people, I'm going to call you out. Yes. Black Americans. We need to go out there and continue to vote in our local and state, you know, government in our elections, because just because you see the most black votes every four years in the presidential elections. And, you know, yeah, it's great. Yes. Vote for the president. But, you know, you know, really vote for your governors, your your state senators, your state reps, and your you know your local city council. You know all that. That stuff matters. Mm. Yes, go it's vote. Turning into a political <laughs> <laughs> political episode, but okay. So let me ask y'all because I think from the jump we mentioned the differences: white, black, atheist, Christian, uh, moderate, Republican. Oh, let me include myself. Um, where am I? Female, African, uh, non-political. No. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, on the on the side of the word of God, there's so many differences that we deal with, and even coming to Berea, I can say this that like this is the most diverse place I've ever been. I'm seeing um, people that I've never seen before. I'm seeing like, and this is crazy. I, you know, I never really seen white people with curly hair like that, like that, like until I came to Georgia, mm. and until I came to Kentucky. Like, I didn't realize, like, white people could have curly hair. Because when I was in Georgia, I think most people either straightened their hair or their hair was wavy. But I came and I saw people, like, white people with, like, like three, three, hey, I don't know, 3C hair texture. And that blew me. So, um, as you can see, I think this place has taught me a lot about diversity. So, I want to ask you guys, like, how has Berea challenged you to, like, encounter differences? And then what do you do whenever you, like, do encounter these differences? Um, differences. I'm a bit of a wuss. I don't like to uh, talk about differences. I'm not really great with my words when I'm when I'm talking, and like I'll forget things I want to say, and I'll kind of slip up my words. So really, you're doing a good job. Thank you. But uh, when it comes to differences, I really just more listen because I don't want to be judged for my different beliefs and anything. Right. So in a place where, I mean, America says this, but Bria also says this, that like everyone's voice is valid and everyone's voice is heard and you have the right to express your opinion. Do you really feel like that? Yes and no. 
Can you break it down? Um, I mean, I feel like the people will. I feel like people will, will listen, be respectful, but at the same time, I just have this feeling if I were to share a certain belief that some people won't, you know, talk to me. Mm. What kind of beliefs do you think you can't share here on campus? That um, Well, it actually gets in a really interesting point, and it's kind of the reason why I wanted to join this episode on the podcast, and I was saying to... Sabrina, that I am an atheist. I believe in science all the way, 100% science, but I actually share a few certain beliefs with the Bible. I am actually, believe it or not, more pro-life than I am pro-choice because I just feel like the the science of um, a baby forming in a, inside a woman shouldn't be messed with or tampered with. Mm. It should just let the, let the science happen and... <clears throat> I know there's Bria's a very liberal school, so I keep my that view on abortion private. I also keep my opinion private of the the LGBTQ community. Um, it's some people I believe that should have full rights to to do what they want, and you know they they need as much rights as we all do. But I really I really hate their beliefs, like. There are more than two genders. No, they're not. There is male and female. Cancel me now, listeners. There are only... (laughs) There are only... Yes, clap those hands. (laughs) There are only two genders, and I think it's really wrong when people try to change their gender. They go from trans. I, I think they're good people, but I hate their beliefs. I hate what they're doing. You know, you were given... You were brought into this earth being male or female you should not Mm -hmm. change that there are beautiful things about being born a man and there are beautiful things about being born a woman and i hate that ideology thinking you can change and the gender fluid all that that nonsense and i think i mean i i think i'm supportive of gay marriage i just don't i don't think it's right um i think they people should be able to marry whoever they want i just don't i just see marriage as being defined as with a man and a woman. Mm, kind of went on. off wow. a little bit. Hold on. I use the applause on you because, number one, wow, bruh. Like, wow, bruh. Like, <laughs> I'm at all, like, that takes a lot of, I think, strength to share your beliefs about number one something you want to be private about but i mean this is this is a podcast and it's going out there and you have the boldness the boldness enough to say what a lot of people are thinking but they won't say mm-hmm. and uh, uh, like uh, like when i tell you a lot of people are actually carry the same views as we do like whatever view it is but because you will get beaten down because you get canceled because you would get shamed for having an opinion that is not the same as everyone else like it keeps a lot of people silent it keeps christians silent it keeps atheists silent it keeps people who don't support the liberal agenda silent yes. and so i really commend you like for how you shared and you said cancel me she said i'm leaving in a few days so (laughs) (laughs) it's not even gonna matter i really do commend you for speaking the truth because the thing is a lot of even christians like care that carries that carry the same view are even afraid to share that because they don't want to be canceled and uh it's hard to carry the uh uh, a message that a lot of people don't want to hear 
even if it's the truth, it's really, really hard. That's how a lot of Christians feel about the gospel. Like we're just like, this is this is the word of God. This is real. And we were like, shut up. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, so I love the fact that you had the boldness enough to share what you what you felt is right. Thank you. I do too. So something I love love about myself is that I'm atheist, but I share a few certain common beliefs with uh, Christianity and the Bible about those topics. Mm. Amen. Talk to us, Quay. How do you? How has Berea College challenged you, and how have you dealt with differences like that? Oh my gosh! So even since I was a freshman, like this place has been very, you know, liberal and very open about having liberal views. Which you know, do what you do. I, you know. But the one thing about me is that even if you have completely different views about life and about society, I will still love you and be your friend. But that has not always been the case with for people with me um, since my for my freshman year. Uh, disclaimer, um, I am in uh, less than two weeks now will be a police officer in Kentucky. So um I've always wanted to be a cop since I've been at Berea, even my freshman year. You know, I, I thought, you know, I wanted to, to help my community. I wanted to give back. And I definitely wanted to help my, my black people in my community. And I was like, well, what about being a cop? And so, I, you know, but ever since I, you know, came out about wanting to be a cop, so many people, especially students, students of color, black students. Oh, my gosh, you're a coon. You're Uncle Tom. You're a house Negro. You know, you're all this. You're all that. You ain't for black people. You hate black people. You know, I've gotten so much hate. You know, I've gotten laughed at. I've gotten made fun of. I've gotten, you know, people saying jokes and talking behind my That's back. That's me. And... That's me making the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a cop, don't tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, being different and expressing your differences here, Bria, has been, has been a challenge always. But I don't care. I'll just be honest with you. I will I will tell anyone how I how I feel and how I believe. And if you ask me the question, you gotta bear with my answer, right? You know, if you don't wanna know, don't ask me. You know, I'm not I'm not out here, you know, knocking on doors and screaming from the rooftops uh what I believe, but when you ask me, when you open that conversation, I'm going to tell you. Right? And so I commend you, Evan, for saying what you said, but even even for me, wanting to become a cop, you know what I mean? And actually now you know, in this long process, now actually getting hired as a police officer, I am proud of who I am and what I stand for and what I'm going to do because I know I'm going to do it with honor, right? That You know, I'm, I know that I'm going to have integrity when I do it, and I know the reason why I'm doing it, right? And so I will say, in, in, from my point of view, being here at Berea College, is it's been hard, but nothing's supposed to be easy. Life isn't supposed to be easy, you know? If it was easy, it was boring. Well, let me ask the millionaires that because they may... Uh, well. <laughs> um, I would also say Bria has challenged me in like so many uh, since the day I even stepped foot on this campus it challenged me like <laughs> so I really um, I really I guess even relate with you on the sense of like my views on a lot of the stuff that like the liberal agenda um, and it goes deeper and I, I probably can't even go with like how deep I want to go in this podcast just because you would need context you would need understanding and explanation but I really side with that like uh, whenever I was on the podcast with o Ozzy we talked about like how we um, love people who are different from us and she mentioned that when she first came to college she was like homophobic and she can admit that and I told her that I agree with that when I first came like I was called homophobic on this campus and it spread like wildfire. Like, oh, mm. this girl, she doesn't like gays and da, da 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 And a lot of it had to do with my upbringing and how, you know, how Africans are and how Christians are. But like to this day, 
I think it's much better because I've learned to love people regardless of their political beliefs, their religious beliefs or or, or their uh, gender or orientation or whatever they like. But I still don't agree with it, if that right. makes sense. And I think sometimes the the liberal I don't know. I feel like America is so liberal now. I feel like. The liberal agenda makes it seem like if you don't agree with me, then you're homophobic. If you don't agree with right. me, then you're wrong. Mm. I heard the other day math was homophobic because uh, if you say two plus two is four, then four is a definitive answer and nothing is definitive because, you know, gender isn't definitive. And I was like, all right, ah, now you dragging it, now you dragging it. And so at the time, you know, I came in and I was very open about like how I don't agree with it. And that's when I was considered homophobic. Now that I look back, I'm like, okay, maybe the way I went about some things like that was considered homophobic and I accept that. But now that I'm able to love people for wh how they are and who they are and who God has called them to be, like I'm able to say that I don't believe I'm homophobic just because I don't agree with the LGBTQ agenda. And so I really wish that a lot of people would be okay with people not being okay with what they believe in. So kind of like how you mentioned that you're around so many Christians and you're atheists like if if it requires us to be okay with that but still showing you the love of God then that that probably should be okay and so um I, I think your boldness has inspired me to also speak up because I think that's one of the things that like I always get bashed for it's it's even like posting my Christian beliefs like anytime I post something that's like overly conservative or overly you know something that I agree with then it becomes a problem and I hate that America is a place of freedom of speech or uh, Berea wants to hear everybody's voices. But as soon as your voice comes out, then that's whenever people start bashing you because they thought that you were this person that just agreed with everything that they said. And that's not no human is like that. You're never going to have a clone that believes every single thing that you believe. And if you do, that's great. That's fantastic. But I think this generation, we need to learn how to deal with people who are different from us in the sense of we don't automatically cancel them. We don't in our minds turn them off and be like oh I can't listen to them anymore because whatever they said is trash and they don't I don't agree with them nobody's gonna be like that and if that's the if that's the mentality we're gonna carry into this generation then at that point like all of us should just get an island and just live on the island with nobody else because if you can't get along with people that you don't agree with what are you even doing so that's that's those are my thoughts yeah um as you were talking I was thinking of this bible verse um, because, you know, and I, I very loosely, you know, um, talk about end times, you know, because I don't want to say, oh, we're in the end times right now. The Bible, you know, uh, specifies that, you know, we're not supposed to, you know, go too deep as far as trying to figure out when the end times, you know, are supposed to be. But I wanted to, I wanted to just, you know, read something out of Second Timothy 4 that kind of talks about what we're talking about here. As far as kind of, and I call it a delusion. I really do. I call it a delusion about how some people view and think, you know, as far as what we're saying, like gender roles, having more than two genders, or not even being able, or like, say, uh, like like you were kind of saying here, you know, they can't fathom and understand that you can love them without agreeing with, mm -hmm. you know, uh, with, their, with their lifestyle, right? You know, I can still love you and not support what you're doing, right? If you were a crack at it on the street, and you are my granddad, I would love you because you're my granddad and we, you know, I love you because we've we've grown together, you're my family, but I don't like that you're a crack addict. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not about to sit here and support you and buy you and give you money to, to buy more crack and stuff like that. Right. I think people miss that. And so I think this verse here kind um kind of talks about kind of why the people the way they are. So I, it's coming out of Second Timothy four, verse three. 
It says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around uh, them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Um, and I'll and I'll end right there, right? And so I, you know, Paul was, you know, in that in those two scriptures, was just talking about how people eventually, when they don't want to hear the truth or where they want to do what they want to do, they will turn away from what they know is reality and what the truth, and they will gather around. And they'll get other people. They'll get these scholars to come around mm-hmm. and create these giant period you know reviewed articles and stuff like that that mm-hmm. are just spitting out just fake things you know like false myth mythical things and sell it as the truth and people who are in that state of delusion who will do anything to not want to hear the truth or not want to accept the truth they will follow right behind them mm-hmm. and they will mask it as, oh, this is just a difference. This is a, a new thing that just came out. This is something new and we can refute the other thing. And I believe that is where we are right now. And I just, I pray every day for people who are out there who are just lost, right? They're, they're lost in their thinking. They're lost in their viewpoints, you know, and I'll share just a little bit, right? I live in gender inclusive housing, you know, in, in here and it's just, I, I see it all. And so, yeah, it's uh, something we got to work on. Mm. Come on with the scripture. So I guess um, in, con- well, Evan, did you want to say anything before I conclude? No. Okay. So in conclusion, I want to speak to everyone out there, whether you agree with us or whether you disagree with us. If we are going to preach this message that everyone's voice should be heard, then actually stand by it, even if you don't agree with it. Um, If we really are trying to embrace diversity and inclusion, inclusion should include everybody. It shouldn't it shouldn't disclude some people because they were inclusion was about them in the first place or whatever. Um, We should really. Even if you don't accept it for yourself, just acknowledge it for what it is. Um, And so. I really, I just really commend each and every one of y'all just coming on here, putting your full selves out there, embracing it. And like, just knowing, even if the fire comes, hey, I'm like, what y'all gonna do? Like, I don't know. Like, and that's, that's what, one of the main reasons why I made this podcast is because of this, because I felt like I was so different that I couldn't actually tell people what it is that I believed or what I thought. And it was only my friends, only like my close Christian friends who understood the same way that I did. They were the only people I could really be honest with. But it's like, if I were to just keep my thoughts to myself and accept what everybody else said, then that's not fair. Mm -hmm. And so I really commend y'all for just choosing boldness and choosing vulnerability and putting it out there because this is what this podcast is for. It's uh, it's about being honest, open and transparent. And it's hot. Like some people are just, some people are probably burning like, I can't believe they said that we're going to cancel. And uh, go ahead, do it. You don't tag me. This time, tag me. (laughs) Okay, this time. Go ahead and tag me. But, yeah, I really appreciate y'all for coming on this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I will say this. I want to say this. For believers who are out there, I want you to know this. I am a Christian. Saibi is a Christian. And and Evan is an atheist. And he is my friend. And I love him. So, for you Christians out there who are like, oh, anyone who's not a Christian or who doesn't believe the same way I believe, I hate him, I'm going to stay away from him. I'm only going to surround myself with other Christian people. You are wrong. Mm. Jesus told us to go out there and to preach. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, talk. 
to go forth and to spread the word of God and spread me, uh, the message to everyone, but to love our neighbors, regardless of who they are, what they believe, what they identify as. So I just want to throw that out there, that I love Evan. He is my friend. So that is a charge to Christians out there, you know, don't be too quick to just, you know, stay, in, stay to yourself, you know, stay in that corner because you think, you know, they're whatever. So. Right. And don't be too quick to just be friends with the with the atheist just so you can, like, preach the gospel until they become Christian. Right. <laughs> like, that ain't, that ain't how it works. Um, yeah, just learn to love people regardless of differences. So this was Everything Under the Sun, talking about differences in society. A black man, a white man, a cr- African girl, Christian atheist political beliefs all the other all the possible differences and we're here and we just said that we love you so thank you for tuning in this is sab hey i said this is sab and evan oh <laughs> i was like what this is quick so let's do that again so this is sab and evan bob shut up okay jaquavius <laughs> and we're out peace Okay, uh, we're gonna do that again. When I say peace, you guys say your exit, whatever word you have oh to say. Oh my so, gosh. Obviously, this is Sam. <laughs> I'm leaving. And Evan. Bob. Chris. And we're out. Peace. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>